Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the idea takes jams and uh, they're supposed to uh, intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Um, so we appreciate all of his efforts on a smooth soul Monday. 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. You also hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. We're going to talk NFL Lots of NFL topics to discuss. Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Colts, has requested a trade. We'll talk about what led up to that. Uh, Sean Payton, once again, in the news. And this time because Aaron Rodgers responding to his comments. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. We'll uh, listen to that audio. Also, Jerry Jones. Uh, drawing a hard line in the sand on the holdout of one Zach Martin. We'll talk about what may have changed in the last five days, less than a week, when Jerry Jones at one time said, I don't, I'm not talking about it. Like, I don't want to talk that much about it. There's nothing to talk about. And now uh, he made some, um, some pretty, uh, I, th- I think he made some, some pretty harsh comments about uh, Zach Martin needing to return to the Cowboys and even drop the name of another player in regards to the contract status of Zach Martin, which definitely seems a little bit taboo. So we'll get into that coming up. Before we do, uh, just so everybody knows, there was uh, an announcement made this morning. Aaron Hogan made it that Aaron and myself have been asked to stay on here with the company to do a morning show. That is the case that will be that will be happening on one hundred one nine AM twelve sixty. Of course, also available on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. So you can stream it if you would like as well. And all of your streaming platforms that you stream the show on now, <clears throat> you can still stream. The horn on yes. those platforms. 104.9 and 105.3 are going away. Yes, That's 104.9 business. will be going away basically <laughs> tomorrow evening. Uh, it'll be gone once and for all. Done. Once and for all by by Tuesday. Yeah. By, by, it'll be gone by Wednesday. Let's yeah. put that. It's, it'll be done by Wednesday. There'll be something on it, but it won't be sports. Yes. it won't be. We, we the will horn. no longer the be horn a, won't be on 104.9. <laughs> yes, we yeah. will no longer have control. Of <laughs> our one uh, our company won't be on 104.3. So the bat. As 105.3. Well. Yes, 104.9, 105.3 signs off tonight at seven o'clock. Yeah, I believe, and then 104.9 will sign <laughs> off uh, at some point tomorrow night. Uh, but that's all happening. Uh, the new shows for Startup on the Horn, I believe, August 7th, which is the following Monday. Monday. Yep. Uh, next Monday, all the shows will start up. And uh, I'm happy to say I was one of the lucky ones that even when all this was happening, because of everything else I do here, which I do a lot of other stuff, I was going to be retained uh, to yeah. be doing stuff behind the scenes, you helping the station. You kind of knew this before most because- I knew yeah. that I would still be a part of the plans going forward, yeah. doing stuff behind the scenes because I have. Just not what capacity. But not sure anything on air anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- uh, I'd be happy to say that I will be still on air 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, weekdays coming up starting nice. August 7th uh, doing a show. We hope to get still be super involved with the text line. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. have a bunch of guests on the show. We're going to be <laughs> filling in with people, talking a lot of different stuff, but uh, trying to keep it cool, keep you on your, your drive home. We'll be trying to keep you company uh, mm-hmm. 5 to 7 uh, weekdays. I will be taking it over. We'll be calling it the Sports Complex. So I we'll like be it. Coming uh, August 7th. Congratulations on that, too. I appreciate it. I know mean, you've is. been working hard, man. Um, trying to get opportunities like a, a, a lot of folks out there and a lot of uh, really good people who work really hard and really good at their uh, jobs um, did not get that opportunity. Um, but like I said, Patrick's been uh, also grinding for it. I'm glad you get a chance to uh, be on, stay on air. Once you get yeah. on air, it's hard when you get on air and then they tell you, oh, I, you can't be on air anymore. It's like, well, I'm on air. <laughs> it's like Patrick does by 18 of the jobs around here, too. So 
in addition to those 18 of the jobs, he gets to be on air. But I, I think, like myself, this actually is the easiest and the most fun part of the job. It, it is. And, and the, the yeah. thing is, with everybody we know, uh, as the dust settles, we're hoping other people are going to find homes elsewhere and still of be course. on the air and yes. wherever they can. And uh, if they're not, then, you know, we'll be we'll be reaching out to them and talking to them. And, and we hope that, you know, the ones that are, that are still there are going to be able to, you know, basically store weather the storm and mm-hmm. get things back up. And hopefully, you know, it, it grew once out of the ashes. Uh, the horn did. Phoenix rising. Phoenix rising. So we're hoping <laughs> that uh, we're going to be able to build back things up. But I, I appreciate uh, the kind words on text line. And I do. We really, really want it because it'll just be me hosting the show, so we're definitely mm-hmm. going to make it very listener interactive, uh, trying to get everybody in there, working on some different ideas, talking about what we're going to do. Uh, but uh, very excited for the opportunity, so uh, looking forward to that coming up next week. Um, I, I'm i a, I'm a big fan of you on there. I think you do a great job. So it's made, it made Ball Don't Lie uh, you know, a great show because uh, it was a three-man show, legit three-man, three different guys who, who could host, and I think you're going to end up showing that once again uh, doing the sports complex. Looking forward to, to that from 5 to 7. We'll, the show that we're doing from, will be from 6 to 11. So it'll be five hours in the morning uh, and the only morning local morning show for now <laughs> uh, in Austin. Uh, that could change. And you know what? Honestly, I hope it changes. I, I want all of my other friends to get jobs. So Exactly. I, I mean, I say they want, I'm rooting for all the sports stations in Austin because, honestly, I want all of my other friends to find jobs. Yeah. So I'd like for all of them to get on. I'd love for there to be three stations in Austin that also support local sports talk because that's good not only for the audience and the community, but it's also good for those who are in this industry. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I'm rooting. I, I, I still in contact and know a lot of people at those. So does Patrick. So rooting for all. You know, there's a, there's enough. Uh, there are enough listeners in this town. There's enough passion for sports in this town. I think it can support three different stations. And if we can't have a local lineup like we did on the Horn, where it's local all day. All right, straight through the day, then you know, uh, morning show here, an afternoon show there, you know, yeah. uh, you know, midday show here, there. I think it's all good. So I'm happy that you know there are more options for possible. And I think there will be because the 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 zone just picked up the UT contract. So right? hopefully, so hopefully they do the right thing point, over there. Yeah, that will be. I think. That, <laughs> I think. I don't, I don't know. To, I don't know to what extent, but I do think there are going to be some opportunities there. And then there's another station uh, that's yep. ESPN in town. Um, there'll be some opportunities there. We do what we do. I don't. You know, I, I'm not scared of competition, and also I know I've worked at the other place too, and I came over here, and I might need somewhere to work <laughs> if they don't want me here anymore. No, so and I mean, that's opportunity. In all reality, it is like <laughs> uh, the, the friendships we have with the guys that are here, and how much we trust, and how good the shows were here. It is we we would rather all those guys go and be our competition. We get a. You know, we all came from sports backgrounds. So we good. all exactly. We we have no problem with competition. Competing with our friends, we do that. It's called exactly. a team. <laughs> so I, I would I would much rather have that. It, so it is. It's not. It's. I'm very happy to be able to do it. But uh, I'm hoping I'll have some competition, and we'll have some other friendly competition around town. Hey, text text. Sports radio is good for UPS drivers. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Hey, when somebody comes up to me and they're like, "Man, I'm in my car all the time." I I just had a a, a texter. Uh, and honestly, it's one of the best texts that I think I've had in a long time. It actually kind of really touched me. And you guys have been really kind, sending some really, really nice messages, and we appreciate it. But they were like, hey, I started listening to the show driving back and forth to Houston from Houston, Austin, because they got like a new job during COVID, and they were driving yeah. back and forth. And they were like, man, loved you know the, the station, loved you guys on the show. It was awesome. Really got me through some of those dead times uh, where I have to take that two-and-a-half-hour drive all the time. Kept it, kept it upbeat, kept the spirits up. That's the whole point of it. It's 
So you guys have a good time listening. The yep. listener experience is all that matters to Patrick. It's all that matters to me. It was all that matters to Harge. And if that's what that's the whole point of the sacrifice, the commitment, working hard, the work ethic, all that stuff is to make sure the listeners are having a good time listening to the show. If you're not having a, if we're not having a good time, then you're not having a good time. I was told that my man A.G. Hoffman way back in the day still applies. Yes, sir. Still applies, man. And we have a damn good time. We having too much fun on the show today. We didn't even address what this should have been like to open the show. We're having too much fun. I'm not gonna stop having fun on the show to uh, to kind of address some of the uh, the topics and some of the major uh, concerns. But uh, I'm glad that Patrick's getting another opportunity. I'm glad that the folks here allowed me to stay. I've been on air for 15 straight football seasons here in Austin, and I I do view it as a privilege to be on the air. Um, talking to all the listeners about all the different topics, but specifically Texas football. I consider myself to be a leader in the discourse. It matters to me. Um, The accuracy matters to me. Um, Making sure that the uh, opinions are informed and knowledgeable, all that matters to me. So I consider myself one of those thought leaders in that specific realm, and I don't necessarily um, want to lose that opportunity. So like I said, 15 straight years, this will be 16. By God's grace, we'll get to a 16 year. And hopefully this is the year that Texas uh, comes back. Yeah, that would be great. That. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I can tell you on my show, we will be taking some of Rod's comments of football because it is some of the best uh, local coverage of any sports in the country. We'll definitely be taking parts of that and playing some stuff back for you in the <laughs> afternoon and, and discussing and breaking down and getting your viewpoints of Rod's takes as well because uh, – because uh, he has takes that uh, very few other people have, and it just breaks it down a different way. Hey, man, I appreciate that. But, you know, a lot of people on here talking about uh, Patrick, that their new show is going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good people are, Now people are suggesting names for your new show. It's got a name. It's, got, we already, it's got already got it. a name. <laughs> the new morning show, me and E, does not have a name, and we need a name. So you can suggest names for our show in the morning that we're going to have. But uh, you'll be the 1019 Amber 60. And I know that the signal is not – Ideal. I I get it. Trust me. I drive around with it. I get it. The AM twelve sixty is probably the strongest signal in town. Your one hundred one nine is actually stronger in Pflugerville and in Round Rock. Not as strong in town. You just got to get the app. Get the, the app. Horn app. That's and, and the best and way. I know, That's and all I, know I can tell you. Our man Sorry. Jacob Standard is working to try and make sure that we have the best uh, streaming online, a video as well. The the coverage we've been doing on Twitch and on YouTube. Yes. He's my man. Jacob's working hard on that as well to give you another uh, source to listen to us. But everything we're trying to get a, as well as we can do. Yeah, exactly. And it's, a, it's it, it'll be we will be available. But yes, I do apologize. I'm an old school radio guy. Yeah, I listen on the radio most of the time. You want my you want full disclosure? I don't have the Horn app. I listen to another service. Yeah, and I always have because that other service allows me to rewind. Ah. And I See. like rewinding so I can listen. See, I have access yes. to the back end. So if I want to rewind, I can. Yes. Uh... <laughs> and yeah, you going on. You got by the, 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 I, I can so, do it other ways. Yeah. So I am also like you guys. I'm going to transition here and have to go through the Horn app probably more than anything. Unless I think that service still will have it. So anyway, I, but I stream it. My point is I stream the shows. Yeah. So if you stream the shows, you're okay. Stream the shows. If you need the Horn app to stream them, stream them. But, you know, you can go. What's it? Um, there are different like streaming platforms you can use that, and if you do that, I think you'll be okay. But if you don't stream the shows, please do download the app. I think TuneIn Radio is another place where people tune into it and get it. Yeah, I yeah. mean wherever you can find it, if you can keep listening to us, we will still be streaming uh, from Wednesday through Friday this week. If you don't hear us, that is because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. We're yeah, gonna let the dust settle a little bit and. And uh, try and get things ready for for launching on the following month for next Monday. So yeah. a week from today, everything will be in its new place.
but there was just it was a lot to switch on a Wednesday. Let's put it, to do everything that we have to do overnight from the engineering side to we're moving to moving yeah, studios too. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So it's there's it's not as a one piece that we were going to try and originally do it. In, in a smooth Band-Aid motion, mm-hmm. and we realize that this Band-Aid right <laughs> was, it's going to take 12 of us to pull. And it's going to be more like putting a tarp on a field. Pretty much. You yeah, know, and when the one guy effort. gets put underneath, we, <laughs> we like did it so we Six, fit. seven guys <laughs> all pulling their weight. Yeah, yes. so we're going to take a little bit of time to make sure we're good and get you the best show as well starting on Monday next week. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and by the way, I think if you listen to Craig, I think Craig was hinting and implying what's going to happen with him. Um, yeah, I've been, I worked at Craig for a long time. The truth is, I... I think Craig will end up with the the contract. Yes. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. Craig has had never been away from the contract for too long. Wherever that contract goes, <laughs> he's the voice of the Longhorns. You can do the math. Okay. He's going yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say it, but I mean, he is the voice of the Longhorns. <laughs> and the Longhorn contract is elsewhere. And usually those two things kind of go hand in hand. And when I worked with Craig at the other place, um, I think for a while we didn't have the contract, and then it came in over here, and then he ended up over here. So he'll eventually end up where that contract is. So you want to know what's happening with Craig? That'll happen with Craig. Yeah. We won't have the live uh, press conferences anymore, but we'll have audio mm-hmm. when Sark's done. But we won't have it live. You know, that's just the way it is. Like new rules that apply with the contract, that kind of stuff. And, yeah, you probably won't get as many coaches interviews and stuff like that. That's the reality of it. I apologize for those who are hurt by that. But trust me when I tell you, <clears throat> you'll get the same amount of work ethic from us and you'll get the same amount of commitment from us. It means a lot that you guys are sticking with us. I don't take it lightly. I've never had to. I take this job too seriously. I've been told that by everybody, and it's fine. Like I, I, Patrick kind of knows that. I told Harz that. It's like, like listen, a lot of people look at this job and they want to approach it in a very cavalier way. That's not really how I approach it. I have fun on the air. But before that, I, I'm pretty serious about it. No, it's I just I mean, and I, I we're going to continue. The, the, nothing's going to change in terms of our approach to it no. and our commitment to you guys. No, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and when, once we get to football season, we'll see where we're at and what we can do and what we can't do. But while, I'll tell you this: I will guarantee you that this will be as prepared and as in focus coverage for for oh. all your Texas NFL teams for your, for of course the University of Texas. You know, once we get to University of Texas basketball, I'll still be giving you as much coverage as I can give you. I may not be on the sideline this year, but uh, I'll be doing as much as I can uh, to follow that team as well and, and get you as much as we can. Oh, Patrick's awesome, guys. Okay. Trust me. It, like I said, I'm, I'm really serious about this job. If I didn't uh, appreciate Patrick's takes and his <laughs> input, I we'd have put the kibosh on that thing. When Patrick started contributing to the show, I was like, I was blown away. And I thought to myself, we're going to kill it. This show's going to be awesome. Yeah. Because we have three co-hosts now. We got three of them. I didn't know that at first. I didn't. I had never worked with Patrick, so I didn't know. I knew Hard, so I kind of knew what Hard was going to bring to the table. You had never really been on air for an extended period of time. Not, like not, in, a, not, not in a not in a format like day. that. Yeah. So I just didn't know. Well, trust me, folks. You're in good hands. You're good. I appreciate it. Guys, like I said, I, I, I consider him the 10th co-host in my 15-year career. E. Hogan will be my 16th. I'm sorry, my 11th co-host in my 16 careers. 16 years of a career here. So I have... I've been with a lot of them, and I've learned a lot from each one. And like I said, it's very rare I could be around somebody with the multifaceted skill set of a Patrick. It's unbelievable. Like I said, I'll put it up there. with uh, Chad Hastings is one of those guys. John Madani was one of those guys. Craig Way. Like, there's nothing they couldn't do in radio. They could do 
every damn job. So really appreciate you. And I uh, did learn a lot uh, from my man, Patrick, over the years. Not years. It felt like years. It was a year plus, though, wasn't it? It was It was over a year. It was a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can say technically I can say years, but I don't know if we <laughs> no, reached no, we that second year. We the end of RBKD. We were, I believe we started in Black History Month. I, I know that because we joked about it <laughs> <laughs> with Harge and I. So I think we started in like February for like yeah. Black History Month or something like that. We're not still one of my favorite month. bits I ever did when I used to do a show called Austin Live and Local. We used to do the show, uh, it was me, my brother, MC Overlord, and then we'd get like three guests. we oh, get yeah. a musician, a comedian, and then you know like an actor or somebody like that. And we would do the show and uh, we'd do it live in front of an audience. And then we'd put it out on the podcast. That's afterwards. nice. But we did it, and there was one where it was like the show fell on like January 31st or something, something like that. And so I was just like, no, we're getting all black guests, and I'm doing the early kickoff to Black History Month. And we're doing this whole ridiculous show, which I know we had a text earlier say they didn't know I was white. I am a white guy. So, but I was like, I'm just going to make all these uncomfortable things that we're going to talk about. But we all, like, we're all friends, and we all know we can do it. And so it was just a great show where we did it. We that played a game hilarious. called uh, Black or White, where it was, uh, I read police blotter reports. And they had to guess if it was a black guy or a white guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually. I, <laughs> it was, it was I good think, stuff. I think I so, might be good at that, actually. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, but those are fun times. We may do stuff like that again on, on a sports complex five to seven. We'll have different guests because we may have comedians in or musicians yeah. or just a, a whole bunch of people to pass the time. I love My it. connections here in town. No, it's great stuff. Yeah, he does have a lot of connections, too. Something else you'll learn about Patrick. He's not like hard. You know every damn body, but he knows enough people. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get to this Jerry Jones sound. Talking about Zach Martin. And the first piece of audio comes from like a week ago, not a week ago, maybe five, six days ago, less than a week ago. But at the start of NFL training camp, Zach Martin did not show up for the start of training camp for the Cowboys. And the assumption was, yeah, he's holding out because he was the ninth highest paid guard at that point. He was seven million dollars behind the highest paid guard and that he just wanted a little bit more money. And this wouldn't be a big issue in Jerry Jones's tone. To me, kind of reiterated that. Uh, doesn't affect our plans. I'm, I'm not affecting our plans. So you feel good that he'll be here well, when he needs I'm to just, be? I'm just not uh, letting that affect our plans. And uh, uh, we have our, uh, again, I don't want to get into uh, uh, how. Uh, what we're doing here, but are not doing. I just want to say that uh, uh, he's in our plant. Right. Do you? I mean, do and I you, don't want to diminish uh, anything here about his um, uh, not being here today or not being here today. It's just something that we don't need to discuss, and, and I don't need to discuss for the benefit of all of us. I don't need to discuss it, which is uncharacteristic for Jerry Jones. I don't need to discuss it. He seemed. Like he was reluctant to even get into it. And also that it wasn't concerning for him. Wasn't worried about it. Like at the end, he says, I don't really want to get into it, guys. Fast forward about five days later to yesterday. Zach Martin still holding out. Something has changed. Something has shifted. Maybe something different communicated. Here is Jerry Jones most recently talking about the holdout of one Zach Martin. What needs to happen for this situation with Zach to get resolved? Uh, nothing. Just a bit, uh, we're, uh, he'll come to camp if he's uh, will come to camp. But uh, there's no uh, uh, resolution. There's a lot of consequences if he doesn't. It's not about precedent. It's about facts. We need the money to pay Parsons. 
we need the money to pay the players that we got to pay in the future. It's a fact. It's not even a, a, a philosophy. It's just a fact. Those dollars are there, and we have this at this level. And if you redid all the contracts, then you never could uh, put a roster together. Okay. So he's talking about consequences. He brings up another player. Basically, Micah Parsons got your money, Zach. You want to know where your money is, Zach? <laughs> Micah Parsons will have your money. Who does that? Who bring, Have you ever heard that before? Have you no. heard somebody else bring up another player when they're discussing another, a, a different player's holdout situation? No, because they normally just list, they, they allude to it. Exactly. They you go, there's players on the defensive end we have to pay, or there's some other players that have contracts coming up. Yes. And you say that, and we go, we all know you mean Mike Parsons. <laughs> but, but you don't have to say it. The fact that he said it tells me mm. that he's like, look, you, you get it. I know who people want, and if I say Micah, then everyone will go, yeah, you re-sign Micah. You're right. I don't give a crap about an O-lineman. You re-sign Micah. That's what he's basically kind of saying. He's like, the, yesterday, the court of public opinion, people will, they'll be more sympathetic to yes. my side when yes. I go, I got to pay Micah. And everybody goes, he does have to be the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. So, yeah, but, ooh. I guess usually Jerry Jones is a player-friendly owner. Yeah. Right, we saw Demarcus Lawrence make a little bit of a you know a little bit of a ruckus about his contract a couple of years ago, and Jerry Jones stepped in to pay him. He's like, nah, nah, we'll step in. We'll give Demarcus Lawrence some money just so he's not you know disgruntled. He let Zeke, a running back, skip the line over a quarterback, which most teams are like, hell no, the quarterback gets paid first for you running back skip the line. He paid Jalen Smith when I don't think Jalen Smith wanted to get paid. He was like, oh, what? I get it. I get it. Okay, I'll take it. I don't even. <laughs> so Jerry Jones usually sides with the players. He's the guy that goes to the strip club and falls in love. We've all been with that guy. All right, goes to the strip club. He's in love with another one. It's like, yeah, man, every time a woman sits on your lap, you fall in love with her. That's usually Jerry Jones with really good players. Yes. And this is a Hall of Fame player. And he's like, no, I'm playing hardball. I get both sides. Because if he, Zach Martin, my criticism of him is, if you wanted more money, and he is the best guard in the NFL right now, but if you wanted more money, you shouldn't have signed that long-term deal. You can't have both. You can't have the long-term deal and top dollar value as your position. Ask Patrick Mahomes, who signed a 10-year deal and is now, what, was, was that two years ago? Is that two, two, two years ago he signed that deal? Two or three, yeah. Yeah, and now he's what, eighth on yeah, that list of highest-paid yeah. quarterbacks? Bro, that's what happens when you get the long-term stability. Yeah, and I mean, he still has this year and next year on his contract. And one of the things when you look into the Zach Mark contract is it's been restructured before. And so he's got two years past where it ends. So it goes to like 2026, mm-hmm. 2027 of where they're still owing him money on a restructure. There is part of it where next season he has a much bigger cap hit. So there may have been talks already of, hey, we got to figure out how to make this contract work going into next season. And now if you want to throw on that you want more money, we give you a signing bonus, but we were going to have to have this discussion next season anyway when we wanted to restructure your contract again and go, well, we'll give you this extension. But this this is all in the plans for next season. This is all for next offseason we were supposed to have these conversations, not this one. And so now you're throwing off our plan, and mm-hmm. I also I get not wanting to be held up by, by guys when, you know, hey, we gave you a six-year deal, and now you want to renegotiate because you feel you're going down. I mean, we can blame this all on Madden. Then he gets that <laughs> 99, 99 and suddenly this request comes out. Yep. <laughs> but I, I get I get Zach Martin's side that you want to make sure you get paid. I get that not wanting to be underpaid. But 
I, I, I'm just, I, it's curious to see that re- the difference in reaction makes you wonder what happened over the weekend. Yep, something Where happened. are these negotiations that Zach Martin is saying, it, did Zach Martin say, I'm not showing up? No, because he, he was texting the guys I agree. last week saying, keep the standard, guys. Don't let it fall off. I'll be there soon. I don't know what the definition of soon is, but he was texting the guys. Hey, yeah. I'm coming. Which means I think, I'm with you, see, something happened. Something veered off course here. And yeah, I don't know what. And, and I'm coming does not imply I'll be then Dallas when y'all get back from California. Yeah, it seems like it, it seems like hey, I'm coming to training camp at one. To, yeah, yeah. R- sooner rather than later. And now you got basically Jerry Jones doing something that we haven't seen Jerry Jones do, which is come out in public, in the court of public opinion, and take a hard line stance against a player and a holdout. And not only that, mention the other player who's going to really get the money. Yeah. That was wild. Like, no, Micah's getting this money. Yeah, we got the money. But it's for Micah. Yeah. It ain't for you. And here's the thing about it. And I know this because I know a couple of NFL like, executives that work in the NFL office. That the NFL salary cap, and, and I, you've done some research on this too, Patrick, that there are some people that believe the NFL salary cap is fake. It's not even real. Like, it's just basically kind of a construct of very vague policies that filled with loopholes and different ways to get around it. And some people think it's kind of like a tax code, which I, I still think is more like a tax code. There are built-in loopholes, all right? There are built-in loopholes for you to kind of get around our tax code. And that's why Uncle Sam, you go to jail for tax evasion because that means you're evading paying taxes at all. But there are tax uh, folks, accountants, um, CPAs that actually promote that they can help you avoid taxes they specialize in what they call tax avoidance that's real that's a legal thing you can do that you can avoid taxes you just can't evade them and with the nfl salary cap you can't manipulate the salary cap that's against the rules to manipulate the salary cap that's what the 49ers did in the 90s can't do that all right that'll get you penalized but you can circumvent the salary cap you can maneuver around the salary cap because the truth is cash is real money in the nfl it's still cash baby it's it's still <laughs> cream rules everything around me. And but the cap is simply accounting. That's it. Like it's just creative accounting. It's a mechanism of compliance. And you can find different ways around that mechanism. And to give you an, an example of this, remember when Jalen Hurts signed his contract? He just signed that big deal. Was it a five year $255 million deal, $51 million per year. You know what his salary cap hits are on that $51 million per year? Give them to me. $6 million this year, $13 million in 2024, $21 million in 2025, gets to $31 million in 2026. I said, man, that's low. Go look at Dak's numbers for his current contract and what his cap hits are. His cap hit for, uh, for 2021, his first year was $17 million. For 2022, it was 19 million, 26 million this year, going to be 59 million in 2024. Yeah, it's all creative accounting. You can you can restructure deals, which is kind of like hide money in a contract. You can pull it out later. You can prorate deals. You can backload, front load. You can cash over cap as Patrick always talking about. Turn into a signing bonus, pay the rest in salary. There are so many ways to get creative with accounting. When you, Jerry Jones, tell a player that. Uh, essentially your money is going to another player, you are essentially telling them, yeah, we of course we have the money. There is money here. I can creatively go find another two, three million for you, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. You signed the deal. 
That's the contract you're going to play under. I could go find you three more four million dollars creatively with my accounting and my capologist, but I'm not knocking on that door for you. When I knock on the door of my capologist, I'm coming to figure out the different numbers for Micah Parsons' new deal. Not for you, Zach. And mm-hmm. I, that's the reality of it. He can find that money. He don't want to find that money. No. And I'm, I, by the way, I'm not. I'm not judging him for no, that no, because I, I, that's that's business. No, it is. <laughs> and and I, I can guarantee you, Jerry Jones hated watching Aaron Rodgers take less money mm. because Jerry Jones went, "That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be. I treat my players better than anybody else." They did that poll of players, and he had the best yeah. family, the best player. Mate. He, does. he treats his players as well as anybody else in the league, if not better. That is true. And all he asks is, do not treat me like an owner where you're only going to play for the money. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is something of when it just comes down to the dollar line, which I get these guys, they're beating their bodies up. They only got so long in a career Come on, and man. one injury and it's all over. I get it. Don't hate the play. I hate the game. I think he's going, You got you. I gave you. I trusted you. I gave you the deal until you were 34 years old. And now you want to come back and you say, no, I want that money, and I probably want more years on it before I get there. I don't want to get to 34 and renegotiate at 34. Mm-hmm. I want to re- renegotiate at 32 while I'm still the best. I want to renegotiate while I'm the best player in the league where you gave me a six-year contract on purpose so I wouldn't be the best player when we renegotiated. That's yeah, that's business. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I won the negotiation, exactly. and now you're taking it back. Pretty much. <laughs> It's a, I, I always say marriage is a, is, a, is a contract. It is, but it's a marriage is a contract that's constantly being renegotiated. Your kids, renegotiate. Uh, somebody lose their job, renegotiating the contract. Oh, somebody got sick, renegotiation. It's a constant renegotiation. I feel like that's how some players look at their contract with teams. Yeah. Like, I got to renegotiate as soon as something changes because, yeah, man, they only got a short, finite time span to, to maximize that dollar value. I will say this, though, real quick before we go to break. If there is one thing that can get Zach Martin paid, if these practices or if the offense is looking essentially inept, incompetent because of pass protection in in the interior of the offensive line with Matt Forniak and Josh Ball and Mozzie Smith and Jonathan Hankins and Ozigia Digazua and uh, maybe they moved Marcus Lawrence inside for some reps, if those guys are wreaking havoc, on that O-line, and literally you can't even watch film without going, guys, that can't get a pass off. We can't even conduct practices because our o- interior line can't block the uh, interior defenders. That may get him paid a little bit quicker, too. But we don't know. I don't know what the drop-off is. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's significant yeah. between and, Matt and, Forniak and Josh. And Ball. we can say this, not, unlike all owners, Jerry Jones is at training camp. Jerry Jones is watching every single play. Jerry Jones is... Is oh, the yeah. GM? He's into it, man. There is no, no. So there's a difference of some owners that don't want to come up off the money. They're being told from their GMs, and then it's a well, I, you know, it's a business decision for them. Jerry Jones, it is a football decision at some point too. Very true. That's a great point. I agree with that. Uh, also, for Cowboys fans who have not heard, uh, Ronald Jones, backup running back for them, will be out for the first two games of the season with a PED suspension. Yes. The plot thickens. Tony Pollard coming off the injury, although healthy, still coming off the injury, and now Ronald Jones, one of your other running backs, will be suspended for the first two games for a PED injury. So the one position on offense, the one position on offense that I was concerned about going into the season is now filled with even more question marks, riddled with them, apparently. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up. All right, next segment, Aaron Rodgers, he has a comment, a retort for one Sean Payton and Jonathan Taylor requests a trade. More NFL news notes and nuggets on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. I'm as mad as hell 
and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Um, but make sure you download the app because you're going to need that. Get the Horn app. Trust me on that. Um, all right, let's get to this Aaron Rodgers story because, oh, it gets better and better each day or at least each chapter of this, uh, this, this drama between Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, and Aaron Rodgers. So to get you caught up, for those who don't know, Sean Payton made some very uh, critical, negative comments about Nathaniel Hackett via a story from Jared Bell in USA Today. He actually named Hackett, uh, yeah, named him by name, dropped his name in the comments, which I think if he had just implied or hinted, everybody would have understood, okay, he's talking about Nathaniel Hackett. No, he, he dropped his name in there and also said in the comments it was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. I'm not making it up. Here's a quote. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett and his team. He also when, uh, also basically brought up hard knocks and criticized the whole Jets organization. He said, quote, it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pump, and the circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it. Dan Snyder put that dream team together. I was the Giants. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion's there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. Oh, man, he went ham. Like I said, brought up Nathaniel Hackett's name. He went Skip Bayless. He did, yes. He even said he's going to do the opposite of everything they did last year with Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, he got personal. And then Robert Sala commented on those comments, had a response to it, um, essentially taking the high road. Then Sean Payton backpedaled a little bit. He backtracked and was like, yeah, you know what, I probably shouldn't have done that. I was, uh, he's basically, he said, I, I believe he hinted that he was kind of conjuring up his Fox uh, like he was doing Fox um, like pregame stuff. So he said I was basically channeling my inner journalist or, you know, my I was being basically an on-air personality rather than being a coach. So he, he, he didn't apologize and take the comments back, but he did say that, you know, he wishes that he could have said things differently um, and wouldn't have went there. So fast forward to today, and we got Aaron Rodgers' comments. This is via Peter Schrager, who uh, does work for NFL Network, does a great show. I think it's Good Morning Football's name of the show. And Peter Schrager asked Aaron Rodgers about Sean Payton's comments. And remember, Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are BFFs. When he got the job with the Jets, he said, one of the main reasons I'm here is because of Nathaniel Hackett. Remember, the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett because they thought they would get Aaron Rodgers because of how deep that connection is. Oh, they down like faux flat tires. So here's Aaron Rodgers commenting on Sean Payton's comments. I'm not going to ask you about Sean Payton's comments directly, but I will ask you to maybe address Nathaniel Hackett as a coach and what he means to you and what he can bring to this Jets team. That story goes out there. I had about a million texts from people in the coaching community saying that was out of line. Yet you see Hackett out here. He's still pumped up. I don't think it affects him as much as maybe it affects everyone on the outside. And yet you and him have this great bond and union together where you've always had his back. He's always had yours. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, 
to for a coach to do that to another coach. My love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Captain Touch, um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys. Uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Ooh, when keeping it real goes wrong. Uh, all right, so there you go. Keep my coach's name out your mouth. I, by the way, am loving all of this. I love that the NFL is getting petty. The NBA does it all the time. I coined the term the NBAification of the NFL. Now we got the WWEification of the NFL. We got trash talk promos on both sides. Keep my coach's name out of your mouth. I love it. It's great. And now that week five game, where the Jets are going to go on the road. I believe they, uh, the Broncos are hosting the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe the Jets are on the road. That is now must-watch television. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to go somewhere and watch the game because I don't think it's going to be one of the main games. It's too early for them to flex something like that. But I have to go somewhere and watch the Jets at the Broncos week five. I have to. It is now must-watch television for me. So many great storylines now in that matchup between Sean Payton and Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, it's too good. That defense uh, for Denver is not bad. They got a pretty good defense. And I told you guys this, too. Aaron Rodgers, he, he's not going to say it. He's feeling confident about himself, and he should. But Sean Payton's got a little bit of space rent-free in Aaron Rodgers' head. One of Aaron Rodgers' worst performances of his career, of his career, came against the New Orleans Saints in the last season that Sean Payton was the head coach. Remember, that is the, uh, the season as Hurricane Ida hit, and they had to basically choose a stadium because they were displaced. They had to choose a different NFL stadium to play in because they were displaced because of the hurricane. And remember, they, and they were playing the Green Bay Packers week one. And they chose to play in Jacksonville. And the reason they chose Jacksonville is because all the coaches did a ton of research. And they found that it was the toughest ticket for Packers fans to get. And they also found that when they looked at all of Aaron Rodgers' you know, basically his history as a player. Look at all the games he played. He had historically his worst performances in Southern Florida. For some reason, it was like, why in Florida he has bad performances? We don't know. Could it be the humidity? We have no idea. They said, we're just tracking it and we're going with the trends. And they, that's the way they picked the, the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. They picked that stadium um, because they decided it was the most expensive ticket for Green Bay Packers fans. And based on the analysis, the analytics, it would, there's a really good chance that Aaron Rodgers would have an underwhelming performance there. How bad was it? His passer rating, 36.8. His total QBR, 13.4. It was, one, it was like, it's one of the bottom three at the time. I don't know, maybe it still is. One of the bottom three worst performances of his career. And it was a season opener. Bad. 
and it was just great coaching by Sean Payton and by the New Orleans Saints. He still remembers that. There's no doubt. You can't forget that. That stands out. And I think he might be trying to get some revenge on that too. So keep that in mind because that is definitely something for – and I think they, they, this, the New Orleans Saints blew him out too. It was like a blowout win for them. Just blew him out of the water. And Aaron Rodgers was just abysmal, which is – I mean, he's, a, he's one of the GOATs. This guy is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of, of the NFL. And Sean Payton has some type of blueprint on him. I don't know what it is. Well, he won't have to play in Florida. He'll be playing in, <laughs> in Colorado and Denver, so different situation. But we'll see schematically if Sean Payton knows a little something-something. Yeah, and we know Sean Payton is having enough to worry about in Denver right now with the news yeah. about Tim Patrick and that he is most likely out for the season. Oh. Uh, they're believing it is a, a ruptured Achilles uh, for Tim Patrick, who just has not been able to stay on the field. That Basically, that entire wide receiver staff, that's been the problem they've had for the last couple of years. They haven't been able to stay on the field. Yeah. And so as much as you want to say Russell Wilson can do this and that, well, he doesn't have any wide receivers. I mean, Sean Payton probably knows about receivers who can't get on the field, considering he's <laughs> buddies with Michael hey, Thomas over there. And still find a way to win? You said what you want about Sean Payton, but this guy was winning games with – when Drew Brees was out, still winning games with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Winning games with Jameis Winston. I mean, he's winning games with backup quarterbacks. That, that guy's a hell of a coach. I do think most of that was just all about him. It's like when your ex or significant other brings up their ex, right? Your significant other is talking about their ex and how much of an a-hole and a D-bag they are. You jump on a bandwagon. You want your significant other to feel good about themselves, and you want them to think that all of their issues, their insecurities, their baggage, their um, emotional immaturity— uh, you know what I mean? Their their lack of ambition, whatever it is that your significant other has, whatever their shortcomings are, you want them to think that their past relationship, all right, it was the, it was the, their partner's issues and not theirs. It was their ex's issues. That that's the reason the relationship failed. It wasn't anything that has to do with you, because you don't want to address that, and you also don't want them looking at their own insecurities and shortcomings. You want them looking at what's best about themselves, so they're confident. All right, so their self-esteem is high. And right now, Russell Wilson's self-esteem is low. His confidence is low. So blame it on the ex. Your ex is a piece of blank that hurt you and emotionally abused you. And if, if you had gotten away from him sooner, all your problems, all your problems will be solved. And now all of their problems will be solved because you're with me. Can I fix all of her issues? Hell no. But I need to tell her that. So I don't have to deal with... Her having self-esteem, confidence issues. That's what's going on here. It's just Sean Payton trying to communicate to Russell Wilson, it wasn't you, Russell. It was your ex. Nathaniel Hackett is why you sucked last year. It wasn't you. You're great. You've been great every year except for when you were that a-hole. You were your best self. Same thing you want to tell your ex. Oh, you were great, uh, you know what I mean? But your ex caused you to kind of lose your way. I think that's what's going on here. Anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. I... I, I I just don't know why you would make anybody try and feel sad for Nathaniel Hackett, which is everyone agreed with Sean Payton until he said it. And then we're like, dude, you're not supposed to say it out loud like that. That's rude. He said the quiet <laughs> part out loud, which you're, I agree. You're not supposed to say that. But we always get on athletes for coach, coach speak and for being disingenuous and never telling us how they actually feel. And as soon as they do, we 
eviscerate them. <laughs> we true. crucify them to the point where they take it all back and they regret it and they'll never do it again. It's like, yep. so why do we ask people to be honest with us? Because every time they're honest, we just crucify them. And we want you to be honest, but we want you to say the things we want you to and say. Hey, be honest, but be nice about it. Be sweet. Can you be a little bit more tactful can, and can honest? You, can you be honest, but also uh, think the way I think? <laughs> exactly. So I just I, I think that always happens. So anyway, we'll come back to that conversation. Uh, on the other side, we'll get into this Jonathan Taylor request for a trade a little bit too. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie 1049 Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick uh, plays jams intended to soothe the torture solo sports fans. Oh, this is a good one right here. Well done. Oh, man, it's the jam. Uh, all right, so I appreciate my man Patrick. Always doing a great job with the musically themed days of the week. And, yes, the last Smooth Soul Monday. Bro, forever. That's it. I don't know. Patrick may bring it back. Patrick is having his own show five to seven starting next week, um, so he may bring it back. I mean, I, I got to figure out bring musical. Back some of this stuff. I might have to figure out musical theme days because in two hours and some other features and everything yeah. going on. Sometimes there's not as many songs I can play during That's true. it. So I, I got to figure out how we're going to do it. I mean, look, I'm still going to play the jams for the people. Yeah, but you might. Yeah, you're right. The musically theme. But the theme days, is a little bit harder because you got an opening, then you got an you got an intro and outro. And then, and then right, some features in it, between. And the features. Like so that, you probably yeah. don't have room for like two or three songs. So. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so, yeah, the last uh, Smooth Soul Monday. We'll have a Top of the Charts Tuesday. That will be the last show for Ball Don't Lie. All right, we'll get, dive into this a little bit deeper next segment. But we haven't talked about it. But the Colts have been a huge topic of conversation uh, over the weekend because of Jonathan Taylor and his status with the Colts. He, and it's changed a ton. So initially, and we'll play some audio, uh, I believe Ian Rappaport next segment diving into this, but initially he requested a trade. All right. He had a meeting with management, had a meeting with ownership, and he requested a trade after that meeting. I'm assuming it just did not go the way that he thought it would go. And this came, remember, after those comments that we read from last week, we read those comments from Jim Ursay. <laughs> Where and I don't know why he decided that he wanted to be outspoken about the running back position, but remember he made comments. He said they did not apply to Jonathan Taylor, which I don't know about that. He said his comments did not apply to Jonathan Taylor, even though everybody thought, "Oh man, he must be talking about uh, Jonathan Taylor," because in his comments or. And he, he, well, no, no, he did. He said they were not directed at him. He said they were not about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so it's not they don't apply to him because they do because it's all running backs. They're not directed at him. He wasn't saying this to Jonathan Taylor. Yes, you're not. A, I'm not saying he's asking for a contract and I'm not going to pay him. But I am saying running backs can't. Well, essentially, he is saying that. Yeah, exactly. He is saying that. So, so actually, I was right. He actually that, they do it. That, they do. It yeah, does apply. This does not apply to him because he's basically saying I'm not paying that dude. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what he's what um, Jim Mercy said recently. And like I said, we can go over all the comments. But recently, he was asked about Jonathan Taylor's status, and he said, we're not trading Jonathan in a discussion. This is after he asked for the trade. We're not trading him in a discussion, but now, uh, not now and not in October. All right? So not now, not in October. It ain't happening. And he also said after that, quote, I mean, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. 
The NFL rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and goes. It's a privilege to be a part of it. Now's the time to do our work. Now's the time as an organization. And you know players who are 24, 25 years old. Now's the time to seize the moment. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, that's a... But if that, st- that feels like it, he kept trying to write it and like do it out in his head, and then he's like, well, if he was gone tomorrow, the league... Okay, I can't say that. You can't just say if he was gone, no one's going to miss him. So I said, well, if I died tomorrow, so now it's me. And you're like, but that's not also not a good look. If I die... His, basically, his, his comment was, I mean, if I die and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, he's like, what? What? What do you mean if you die and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league? And I get what he's saying, um, but... He shouldn't be speaking about the player's contract. I just think that's a bad move by him. He should have stayed out of it. It made it personal when he jumped into the conversation. Yeah. And he made it personal even last week. His comment was, like I said, not directed, as Pat said, not directed at Jonathan Taylor. But NFL running back situation, we have negotiated the CBA. That took years of effort and hard work and compromise and good faith by both sides to say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. Uh, the agent for Jonathan Taylor replied to that comment by saying bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. And that was before the trade request was made. So this may be irreparable at this point. Um, and the team now is trying to put him on either the pup list or the non-football injury list because reportedly they say he has a back injury. He says, I don't have a back injury. Yeah. So you got the team saying you got a back injury, which you uh, you got that back injury that occurred in a non-football-related workout, so we don't have to pay you for that. Um, and he's saying, nope, I did, my back is not hurt, and if I'm on the pup list, physically perform, you still got to pay me. Yeah. But the non-football injury list, you don't got to pay him. So that's the that's the difference. Yeah, if he goes on the non-football injury list, it seems like then you just need to trade him. Like you just need to you need to move off that. You got a new coach, you got a new culture coming in, and you don't need to have and I get it sucks because I believe one of their other running backs just got hurt today. You traded off Naeem Hines, who was also hurt, but you traded him off last year. I, I it it doesn't help you at all to trade him, but at the same part, do you really want to have a guy on your team that is basically trying to sue you at a certain point because you're not going to pay him because he doesn't want to be there because you told him you're not going to pay him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. They, they need to figure out a solution. But who's going to trade for a running back these days? Well, I think there's teams that will trade for him. I don't know who's going to pay him once they trade for him. That's the whole point. Because, cause, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of teams that would love to have Jonathan Taylor, but they want him on the contract that he's on right now, not the contract that he wants at the end of the year. Nobody's going to trade for him and pay him 13 yes. to $15 million. That is the problem. Basically, he wants to be traded back to 1997, and he needs the DeLorean and a flux capacitor. So I don't know how he's going to do that. Uh, right. So we'll come back. We'll get into that subject and more, some Texas football news, notes, and nuggets right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn.